It's a hockey show for you, the best fans in the AHL. Comets Insider on 94.9 K-Rock. Presented by IBEW Local Union 43. By Hobby Hill Farms and by Pathfinder Bank. Yashik coming away. Has a man to his left. That's Berchini. Found him. Berchini moves in right side. Slows things down. Sven Berchini dishes. Rafferty has space. High slot. Moves in. Backdoor. Yashik backhand scores. Lucas Yashik with the game winner in overtime. Utica wins 4-3. It's time to go top shelf at the 72 Tavern and Grill. It's Rain Man and Scoop. We are live celebrating a birthday tonight at the 72 Tavern. and uh, Happy birthday, Jess. The birthday girl got a picture with Zach McEwen, who is here with us. Rain and Scoop, they're serving you sports down here. So if you want dinner, you want a beverage, it's a great environment to do that. Monday Night Football. Got some uh, Utica Comets on the screens behind us. We're going to have Monday Night Football, as you said, a little bit later on tonight. But Zach is here. With, I, I like the fact that he cut the flow a little bit, the haircut. It, it looks good, man. What brought you to the decision to finally trim it a little bit? You know what? It wasn't even my decision. <laughs> I went to get a little uh, little haircut, and Buddy went a little scissor happy on me. So I think he, he just took too much off. But, you know, I'm getting a lot of good reviews from it, so I might have to keep it. Yeah, it, uh, it looks good, man. It looks good. <laughs> it looks good. When, when you don't have the option to grow hair, as I had to explain to my daughter the other day, there's nothing you can do. You could grow it. No, I can't grow it. It doesn't grow back. It's good to have you back in Utica, all BS aside. It's good to get you out of the house, too, apparently. Yeah, yeah, no, I mean, getting back to Utica, another season starting off, you know, home openers on Wednesday. It's, you know, it's an exciting time for sure. How was the off season for you, uh, both with regards to rest and relaxation and then the off season training, what you may have worked on? Yeah, no, the off season was really good to me this year. Uh, I, you know, I you know I took a couple weeks, uh, you know, at the end of the season, let the body heal and kind of recover. You know, it's it gets to be a grind towards the end of the season, so you know you kind of you beat up a little bit. So, no, but you know, getting back into training, I had a really good year and or a really good summer, and you know, I, I really worked on you know just increasing that speed and, and you know getting more explosive in my in my stride, and you know, just kind of everything around the game you just. You know, I kind of got a better feel for what I need to work on over the last, you know, two years. So, you know, going into the summer is, is uh, you know, I got a game plan set, and I, I just stick to it as best I can. Can I follow up on that? I wonder what that is. What is it that you decided you have to work on to get a little bit better? And I, and I ask because after your first season, you're given the most improved player, and then you won it again. So two years in a row, most improved player. You've gotten better every year. And you went from 33 to 52 points, so it's on the stat sheet that you got better. You improved by 20 points. If you improve by another 20 points this year, that bodes that much better for you personally in your career, but obviously helps the team a ton too. Yeah, no, exactly. Like that, you know, as you know, kind of getting into pro hockey, I think uh, you kind of just get it with reps. You get, you know, you get your feet under you. You start kind of learning the game a little bit better, as opposed to uh, you know just kind of working on the same things you would keep working on you know it's more details in your game you know rounding off you know small areas that that you wouldn't necessarily think of and and i think that's that was the main thing uh over last season especially i think i you know i did a lot better job at you know it's something you can always keep building on you know it's uh you know kind of just positioning it's it's details it's when to shoot pucks it's you know having poise with the puck it's confidence so 
you know, I think it's, uh, yeah, it's still, it's still definitely a work in progress, and it can always get better. So I think that's the, uh, that's the plan is just to stick with that. I think Zach is basically saying, listen, I'm still hungry and motivated, and there's a long way to go to get to where I want to be. You can get better every day, Scoop. Lee, uh, let's see, I said Lehigh Valley. Wilkesbury Scranton had a 3-3 three and three over the weekend, but you guys had all this time off. Uh, and and Wilkes-Barre Scranton had a rough weekend. I think they lost all three of those games. They did. Uh, but I'm thinking about rust. Would you rather have a few more games? I mean, you've got uh, line mates Lucas Jasek and Nikolai Goldobin, and it takes a little bit of time to develop that chemistry just to get to into the rhythms of a full-speed game again. And didn't you start out in the first game with a different different line mates, actually? So yeah. there's a lot of adjustments, right? Yeah, and I mean, like like you said, it's early in the season. You know, there's, there's going to be different combinations. You know, once you see who guys, you know, you know kind of play well with and, and, and click with, uh, you know, that's going to settle in more as the season goes on. But I think, yeah, it kind of goes both ways to what you said about, uh, you know, kind of shaking the rust off. You know, in training camp, you're, you're still playing a lot. You're, you're on the ice every day. Uh, you know, you get inter-squad games. You, you get that kind of mentality. But, you know, once the season starts, you know, it's, it's game on. Like, it's, uh, you know, it's a whole different thing. So, I mean, starting off with a 3-3 three and three, as Wilkesbury did could have been beneficial. You know, it wasn't for them, you know, unfortunately. But, you know, that, it's nice to get that out of the way. I mean, we had some time off in the week. I think it was good to practice. You know, we, we had lots of time to work on our systems. And, you know, everybody you know everybody knows knows the game plan going into the weekend. So, What did Coach say, Coach Call, after the game? There were some things that, you know, he probably wanted to see differently. Uh, there were some turnovers. You got outshot. Uh, one of their guys had nine shots on goal. Reed Boucher had, was the, the leading shot taker for us with six obviously some things to work on when you go back over that that film what did he say after the game because and you know you got to feel good when you probably don't play your best game but you get a win yeah exactly you know we found a way to win and and you know that's kind of what he said he said he's you know he's happy that we found a way to win but you know definitely want to get you know you uh, you want to work on the the negative aspects of games as early as you can catch them before they you know manifest into bad habits and you know, I think like it's game two. You know, we got we got the win. We we came out with the win. You know, some things are going to be like that where you know you you're not necessarily playing to your full potential. But you know, I think that will kind of work itself out the more more games played and and, and the more time spent. Six shots from the Penguins in overtime. Thomas only needed that one, and it was good to see Lucas Yasek get it. Describe that moment and how good that had to feel after uh, Zane McIntyre standing on his head there in overtime. Yeah, no, he, like you know, kudos to him. He did a really great job keeping us in it in the third. He gave us a chance to uh, you know to tie it up, and then in overtime too, like he said, he's, you know, he, he shut the door. And yeah, I mean, Jazzy's in the right place. He's you know, they made a Rafferty made a really good play to him, him and Berchi too. So you know, him getting that early in the season, the young guy, he's finding his confidence is awesome. So yeah, it's you know, great team win. Happy for the guys. Zach McEwen joining us here, Utica Comets Insider with ninety four point nine K Rock. Where they're serving you sports at the seventy two Tavern and Grill. We actually have uh, the audio of Lucas Yasek Jazzy with the overtime goal. I think we've got that highlight, and I'm stretching it out for just a brief moment so that our producer, Matt, back in the studio can get that highlight because we told him we were going in a different order. So let's hear that now. 
Yashik coming away. Has a man to his left. That's Berchin. He found him. Berchin moves in right side. Slows things down. Sven Berchin dishes. Rafferty has space. High slot. Moves in. Back door. Yashik backhand scores. Lucas Yashik with the game winner in overtime. Utica wins 4-3. Which brings the team to 2-0. and And as you said, you know, you got the 3-3 three and three if you're Wilkes-Barre's Grand. You got three losses already. Well, you're Utica Commons. You got a little more time off, time to practice. And it feels a lot better in the locker room with a 2-0 and start. I'm sure everybody is like, yeah, that gives you a little confidence, gives you a little boost, lets you say, hey, we're making a few mistakes here. We've got some things to clean up. Perhaps uh, this on special teams, on the, on the penalty killer, this on the power play. But here we are. We're still 2-0. and so And we can get better. We're going to get a lot better because it's only the second game and there's 76 more to go. That's got to be what the focus is. Yeah, no, exactly. Like you said, uh, you know, the early games are, you know, what you use to to nitpick and, and you know, like I said, get on top of those bad habits before they f- form into something more. And like you said, we're, you know, we're off at 2-0, and so that's huge. All right, Zach, let's take a breath, take a break, pause the hockey for a minute. Let's just talk about you. I've seen two years in a row as you make yourself at home in the Utica area for the now your third season. Some apple picking with... Uh, with your girlfriend? Yeah. <laughs> so you made your way around central New York. I saw something on Instagram there. You went back to the same place two years in a row? Yeah, we went to Chris Farms. You know, we went there. Uh, we actually went there my first year here, too. It was fun. So I think we go back, uh, you know, every time around this year. They get a great spot out there. You know, the corn maze. And, yeah. You know, the cider brewery. And, you know, they get the, uh, you know, the, the pumpkin patch and some stuff. And I got a little dog this year, too. So fun to take him, let him run around out there. And, blow off some steam you got a lot of cider and apples back at the house now <laughs> no we didn't uh, didn't stock up when we were out there no potatoes you got a lot of potatoes i hear they grow on trees we learned that from uh, last year with uh, the voice joe roberts will join us at 7 30 yeah i don't think he'll ever live that one down That's no we, be... we intend to make sure that he never ever lives that down he also lost the hot dog eating contest oh, i'm did? sure you heard about that oh no i didn't hear about that he, he probably kept that under wraps because he lost a uh, season or sorry the home opener wednesday against the syracuse crunch and their radio voice is lucas favali and on social media, there was a challenge of a hot, do- a hot dog eating contest because Lucas Favalli is very well known in the Syracuse community for housing meatballs. And he has won like two years in a row this meatball eating contest. So, of course, Joe talks a little smack. And the next thing you know, it's on. And it happened at the Turning Stone. And they had members of both organizations out there. Uh, they had Phil, who does the video for the comments, and Joe against Mark and Lucas. And they lost in overtime. Oh, so that's oh, uh, that's well, they something. Got a point out of it. Yeah, they got a point out of it. <laughs> <laughs> something to uh, remind him about as well. You got we got to bring him a sack of potatoes and a package of hot dogs one day or yeah. something like that. I mean, it's just got to happen, Scoop. Has there been a discussion yet about when the family's going to come to Utica to hang out or watch you play? Maybe even on the road. Uh, yeah, actually, uh, this week my uh, my dad and my brother are uh, driving my jeep down, which was uh, I left had to leave on the island and uh, coming from Vancouver, so. They're doing me a favor and then driving it down here, and they're going to see the two games on the weekend. So it's, uh, you know, I'm excited to get them down here for sure. Your parents are amazing. We were talking about this off the air. The, the support is unbelievable. Uh, we had them on, on another station that we own detail the journey last year when you got your four games in Vancouver, but specifically your very first game. And, and your mom and dad took us through that experience from their perspective, which is obviously a little bit different than your perspective. But now that... The dust is settled. You've had the off season. You're back into a new season. 
just your a recollection about that and just about having family be able to be there for it and this, that experience. I mean, it's obviously once in a lifetime and you work your whole life for it. Yeah, no, so it actually was a pretty crazy story and, you know, something I'll never forget. Uh, obviously, you know, playing the first game is something I'll never forget, but, you know, them leading up to how they ended up getting there was, was insane. Uh, and it, it all kind of started whenever I found out that I got called up uh, on the road to Bridgeport. And your dad was, by the way, Zach's dad was here the night before at the game before they, they were on the road. And he was driving back up to Prince Edward Island, if I understand the story correctly. Yeah, so my dad and my uncle were here for a 3-3 three and three that we had, and the, the Sunday game was in Bridgeport. So they were going to drive to Bridgeport to watch that, and then they were going to drive home right after that game uh, the next morning. Uh, so they were in Utica sleeping, getting ready to go to Bridgeport the next day, and then they woke up and found out that I was called up. And I, w- I, I didn't know if I was playing or anything yet, so I, uh, you know, I, I got to Vancouver, and uh, I kind of got in the night before and showed up in the rink the next morning. And we, they had a game that night on, a, on the Monday. Uh, so I, you know, I, I get there to the rink and kind of don't really know what's going on. And I go out for morning skate and still don't know if I'm playing. I'm just, nobody else is out on the ice. There's like two other guys skating. So I just kind of went out and shot some pucks and skated around. Yeah. Kind of wondering what was going to happen. And then uh, I got off the ice, had a, uh, I had a big media scrum around me right after that. And still had no idea if I was playing or not. They were all asking me. And then literally left the media scrum, got called into the office by Coach Green. And he's like, yep, you're playing. I knew you were playing all night. I just wanted you to get some sleep last night. So I was like, I was like okay, all right, sounds good. A lot to process. And then uh, that was the end of the meeting. So I went out. Uh, because I didn't know if I was playing or not, I, you know, my parents were on the other side of the country. So I just kind of accepted that they, you know, that they weren't, uh, weren't going to be in my first game. I was like, okay, whatever. There's a road trip coming up. Then, you know, they'll get to the next couple. Uh, so yeah, I mean, uh, I mean, I went straight to my phone, texted you know all my family and friends saying I'm playing, like I'm I'm in and stuff. So anyway, get back uh, get back to the hotel to uh, you know have pregame nap, try to try to calm down a little bit, you know, get some rest, get ready for the game. And just got in bed to take a nap, and then uh, you know I get a knock on the door. It says room service, and I go and there's my mom and my girlfriend standing <laughs> in my in my hotel room. <laughs> So I was, you know, I was kind of shocked. I, you know, I didn't, ha- I had no idea, like, you know, that, you know, that they knew. And I guess so. My agent was talking to, uh, you know, the management in in Vancouver, and, and my agent was also talking to my parents and my family. I guess they all knew that I was playing the night before too. So everybody in my family and the organization knew that I was playing, wow. except for me. So I mean, yeah, it was it was pretty crazy. And then my. Like you said, my dad, and my uh, uncle were, were driving back from from Boston, I believe, and they're kind of just stopping in every city with an airport because they didn't know they were trying to wait for the call to see if I was going to play. They ended up getting on a flight that morning, getting there around four o'clock, right when I was waking up for the nap. So I got to just go, you know, go stop in, say hi to them before the game and stuff. So, yeah, it was definitely a crazy experience, something I'll never forget for sure. And you stay up there. You play some games. You got, you know, you got a nice little fight there too. You know, you you got you got to spend some time up there. Uh, what an amazing experience! Maybe a favorite moment from those games in Vancouver. Yeah, I, no, it was definitely an amazing experience for sure. You know, uh, you know, getting a taste of it. I, I, you know, there's a lot of a lot of cool moments. I think 
you know, playing that first home game and doing, you know, the old solo lap. Me uh, Mikey DiPietro out there it was it was pretty cool. Uh, yeah, like, I mean, there was a lot. I mean, I, there was once I lined up their face off right in front of Joe Thornton. and was like, wow, okay, yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm here, you know. It was it was pretty cool. It was definitely a, uh, you know, a cool experience. And, and, you know, to get to get that feeling was was definitely, you know, it was awesome. It's a, it's a great story. You just <laughs> never forget that. And then Mikey DiPietro, too, how he made his NHL debut was not ordinary circumstances, no. and he's he's really young, yeah. and his attitude. We haven't met him yet, but we've got him hopefully booked in the next couple of weeks so we can introduce him to Comets fans. But what what a great attitude he has! He's yeah. just a fun loving kid, and he's like, hey, I get to play hockey every day, kind of a thing. Yeah, exactly. You know, he's got a great attitude towards it. He's a hard worker too. You know, he's doing all the right things. So, you know, it's going to be exciting to see how he, you know, how he pans out too. So. Zach McEwen's going to join us for another segment after this. Utica Comets Insider from the 72 Tavern and Grill on 94.9 K-Rock. We're going to talk about that goalie situation. We'll be right back. You Let's go, Comets! Back to Rayman and Scoop on Comets Insider. Live from the 72 Tavern and Grill on 94.9 K-Rock. Brought to you by IBEW, Local Union 43, Hobby Hill Farms, and Pathfinder Bank. 72 Tavern and Grill, where no doubt you can watch Monday Night Football tonight. Uh, we've got hockey on the screens here, watching a little Colorado, Washington. And it is National Dessert Day. We've got at least one birthday girl here, maybe going to enjoy a dessert here. And Canadian Thanksgiving. Did the team do anything to observe that today? You, have you heard from your family and how they're celebrating? Yeah, I definitely heard from my family. Uh, we didn't do really anything as a team today. Uh, and, you know, we're in America right now. <laughs> right. No, but no, my family uh, actually had a big dinner uh, last night uh, all together and stuff too. So, you know, I will call in for them and said hi to everybody and wish everybody a happy Thanksgiving. He's not eating apples because he didn't bring any home this year. Yeah. What else have you done? I, I was curious to follow up on that. So that's a tr- kind of a tradition you've had, at least while you're in Utica, uh, when, you, when your girl's visiting you. Is there any other things that you guys have done, like certain things kind of want to make a point to do on an off day or just to get away from the game for a few minutes here or there? Uh, yeah, I mean, you know, we go, to, we go to the old Syracuse Mall a little bit. Uh, you know, whenever she was around last year, she's living here with me this year too. So that's uh, you know, it's nice to have uh, her and her uh, our new pup Alfie here with us. So yeah, we're gonna have to find some more of that stuff to do around. You know, in the winter, it gets kind of tough to to get out in in the tough weather and busy schedule and stuff to do a lot of stuff. But you know, we'll uh, you know we'll definitely find some more stuff. It's definitely different as opposed to years past. Then having having her here and the puppy and and kind of settling gives you a different perspective when you get to go home and leave the rink every day in between games and having somebody to just just to live Zach's life as opposed to the hockey player aspect of it the whole rest yeah. of it yeah. changes things for you this year oh sure. yeah big time and, you know it's awesome too you know I have that to come home to you know get the dog you know keep me uh, moving around a little bit and you know kind of you know just uh, you know not playing too much Xbox you know <laughs> I was going to ask a Fortnite the new Fortnite came out are you in that on that 
Uh, yeah, I will be. I don't think it's out yet, but I'll probably uh, dabble a little bit into that. Maybe. It's instead of ordered uh, outage over the weekend. Yeah, everybody was complaining about it. I was yeah, like, what's going on? There's definitely a lot of uh, you know, 12 and 13 year olds out there right now losing their mind. <laughs> probably <laughs> parents freaking out too. I'd say. But uh, you mean yeah. you have a little something else to do with your time? Yeah, uh, yeah <laughs> to fill up the hours of the day. <laughs> yeah. yeah, take the dog for walks and yeah, yeah exactly get, get out and about. Well, Zach McEwen is with us on Utica Comments and. Saturday, 94.9 K-Rock. Getting started in the new season, getting situated back in Utica. And that's the thing. There's so many moving parts before the routine. You get a few more games, you know, a few weeks down the road, a few more games under your belt. And everything surrounding the game itself has settled in, you know, with the girlfriend and the dog and a new place to live and traveling. And, I mean, you're in Vancouver a couple weeks ago, and, and, and now you're here and you're playing hockey games. But you did get out and do some team bonding with everybody, and you guys went bowling. You went to pins, I believe it was. Yeah, Vista Lanes, maybe. It, yeah. It's a very important part of, of, of a season for a hockey team at the beginning to incorporate the new guys. A lot of guys know each other. But those new guys, it's, it's really... I don't think you can state enough how important it is to, yeah. to acclimate the new guys to just the way the room is. Yeah, no, exactly. Uh, you know, that, that stuff at the start of the year is huge. Everybody get acquainted, you know, away from the rink, you know, kind of shut hockey off for, for a few hours and, you know, just, you know, have a good time, enjoy each other, you know, learn something about, you know, a new guy that you uh, you might not have known before and, you know, talk to a lot of the guys. So that's definitely huge. So Wednesday night, it's the home opener. You've got Syracuse coming here. And they won two games in Cleveland over the weekend. What do you need to do? What do you want to do as a team to, to get a win Wednesday night? Some yeah, they goals. popped off two in Cleveland this weekend. Yeah, no, that's, uh, you know, the battle of Syracuse, you know, it starts to, uh, on Wednesday. So, you know, it's, uh, it's going to be important to set the tone early on the season. You know, we play them so much. Obviously, you got the rivalry. And yeah, like you said, you know, we're you know we're starting our pre-scout, and you know we're going to be you know ready to go, and, and you know do on the lineup that's that's posted for that game, and it's you know like you don't know what's going to happen, you know, right now we, we're going to do everything we can to prepare for the game and be ready. You know, we're both you know they've got a few more games played than us early in the season, but you know it doesn't necessarily matter. So I think it's going to be exciting to start it off. Zach uh, Zane McIntyre's. 2-0 to start the season for you guys. Obviously, goals against is under three. Save percentage is over 90. But now he's but been recalled to Vancouver. Right, with uh, Markstrom having a family issue. So now we got Bacher and DiPietro. One of those two is going to get the start in the home opener. Uh, little, little, does it change things for you guys with a different guy in net, or everything stays the same? Uh, no, I mean, you know, we, we got a lot of good goaltending here. Uh, you know, I don't think that's going to change anything that we need to do coming into the game. It's just going to be support them as best we can, you know, give ourselves the best chance to win even as a teammate uh with Bacher in the in the injury last year that was brutal uh, just to see him getting back out there scoop you you've referenced a couple times uh, he had a great game in vancouver in the preseason i think 36 saves in that game but just to see him doing well overall as, as a player being back in there getting active and getting after it yeah brogan uh, rafferty on d has looked pretty good in the two games so far He's one of the guys that's got to get acclimated to a new situation, new team. Your thoughts on how Brogan is uh, fitting in so far? Yeah, I no, I mean, like, he, he's looking really good this year. I, so far, from what I've seen, you know, he was looking really good in Vancouver. I thought he had a really strong camp. And, you know, that nice play to Jassic there last, uh, last game for the overtime. Yeah, like he's you know he's a really highly skilled defenseman, and I think all of our decor are really really skilled, and you know we get a really solid decor this year, which is which is exciting to play with. Yeah, absolutely. There, it, it seems like they've 
they've constructed the roster down here a little bit, a little bit different than last year. There's a little bit more size. Um, Justin Bailey is another example with some size, but with some ridiculous speed, too, and, yeah. and a highly skilled player, fast guy. And, and then, of course, Bush gets off to his incredible, usual hot start. He's amazing. I mean, all the time, but to start the season the past couple of years, those two guys, let me hear a little bit about them. Yeah, no, like you said, uh, getting Bales in here, you know, he's he's a great guy, too. Great guy to have in the room. And, and you know, he, like you said, he's got he's got great size, unbelievable speed. You know, he's going to be exciting to see, you know, what... Uh, you know what happens with him this year and what you know what we can what we're able to do and you know hopefully get a chance to play with him a little bit and stuff too i think we'd be you know a good combo and stuff too so and then yeah boosh like you said he's you know he's off to a great start he's uh you know he's got the touch he's he just knows how to put the puck into that and it's great to you know him leading the team that way and you know kind of setting the tone for for a lot of the other guys and and then you know kind of helping us out that way Justin Bailey, I think with that speed, I'm curious to see that speed against Syracuse. We have more speed now, I think. Yeah. We have more wheels. Uh, and, you know, when he turns the Jets on, man, and him going end-to-end is exciting. And I think we could see him with a big goal on Wednesday night, Justin Bailey. I, I also uh, wanted to ask as far as Syracuse looking ahead. Uh, Wedgwood is one of their goalies, and so is Louis Domingue. Two guys very familiar with in this league. I'm, you've seen him a ton the past couple seasons. Wedgwood has been tough for the Comets. He, he's, he's always been, no matter where he's played. He's, he's had the Comets number in a few games. You look at those two guys, and you know you're going you're to get a tough guy. It's not like you're going to get the backup, because you know some guys are better than others. You look at the numbers. Any plans for whichever guy they have in goal because you'll attack them a little bit different? I don't know if you can necessarily, you know, say that right now. Uh, you, like, you, like you said, it's, you know, it's early in the season. We're going to see what he's got to start this year and, you know, come at him with everything we got. I mean, you know, he's, he is a good goaltender. Like you said, he's, he's given us a tough, you know, he's given us some tough games there the last couple of years. But, you know, it's uh, only as good as your last game. So hopefully, a, Yeah, he might have a bad night. You never yeah. know. Yeah. With some of the rules adjustments, is there anything that's, I mean, it's only two games so far, but has anything stood out to you as being just kind of unusual that you have to get used to? Uh, yeah, I mean, you know, the ozone draws are, are picked by the coach now of the offensive team, which is, you know, just something to adjust to. It's, you know, I don't know if it's overkill or or what but you know i don't i don't think it's too much of a change for for a lot of the guys to get used to you know it's just something you know that you got to get used to and you know it's the rule now so that's the way it is zach McEwen with us here utica comments insider with 94.9 k-rock we're live from the 72 tavern and grill are you i know you play it for the fans but is everybody everybody aware of the syracuse rivalry in the sense of it's, it's the season opener. You're going to be hyped for that. It doesn't matter that it's Syracuse. You're going to be excited for the home opener because you finally get in front of the home fans. And you look forward to that. I know the guys in the room definitely look forward to that. I don't know. I always wonder how much the Syracuse aspect plays in the room because you play a lot of teams a lot of times. And there's new guys in the room now, too, who haven't really experienced that. But it matters you know. to Utica fans. Yeah. And you guys have a sense of that. And, and I just wonder what, what, you, what you think about that or... Yeah, what well, you want to tell us? Well, like you said, you said a lot of the like some of the guys that haven't experienced that. You know, I think it's really, I think it's really good that you know we have that home opener against them. You know, so that 
you know, they're going to be thrown right into it. They're going to see the extent the of the tension gets the ratcheted up right yeah. away, you know. So, like, they're, you know, they're going to get the best sense of that right away out of the season. So now they're going to know, you know, kind of what's expected for the rest of the year. So I think I think it's a good thing. Yeah, there's definitely – you can feel a different energy for sure in the building. And I didn't know if that filter is kind of – soaks into the locker room it definitely does yeah we appreciate the time uh we got you out of the house i I don't know where you're going after this but that's zach McEwen. always great to talk to you hopefully we'll get you back in here uh, after a handful more games and we'll do it again yeah Uh, thanks guys all right my goal you're not in vancouver already my goal for you is a 20 point improvement last year and a 20 point improvement this year yeah i'll see what i can easier said than done no pressure exactly thanks zach McEwen on utica comments insider with 94.9 k-rock we've got joe roberts up next Utica Comets Insider. Live from the 72 Tavern and Grill on 94.9 K-Rock. And now our Comets Insider grind line with Rain Man the Rocket, Scoop the Cement Head, and play-by-play voice Joe Cujo Roberts. Well, he's no longer Joey Chestnut. We're long past that. Even we sort of brought it up and threw him under the bus when we had Zach McEwen in here. But Zach did verify that you're never living down the potatoes grow on trees things, Joe Robert. Joe Roberts. Gentlemen, how are you? There he is. Good, good. There he is. So, Joe, I don't know if you heard what I said. Uh, Zach says you're never living down the potatoes grow on trees thing. Yeah, they, uh, <laughs> they continue to just hammer it over uh, my head. Uh, you know what? Sometimes you just got to, as my good buddy Phil Ivanka would say, take an L, uh, and I'm taking one. I will continue to take one, um, and that's just the way it is. We're going to have an expanded pregame for the home opener. Instead of the 30 minutes that we've brought it to from 15, we're going 60 minutes on Wednesday as the Comets played the crunch. The game aside, biggest rival, but how hyped are you for this one finally? I can't wait to get it going. Uh, You know, it's nice to let the team sort of uh, work out some kinks on the road before playing a uh, what would be considered a higher-stakes game uh, against your rival from 45 minutes away in your home building in front of yet another sold-out crowd. You know, um, it, it's just been uh, – everything's been building for, for Wednesday. Uh, it's been a long summer waiting for Wednesday, um, and here we are, so let's get it going going to go back to a 30-minute pregame on Friday, and then we're, we're bringing it on Saturday with a two-hour pregame. Scoop and myself also host pregame this year for all Comets broadcasts, taking right up to the opening face-off with Joe, of course. But Friday and Saturday, it's Oktoberfest. Nice way to let the players walk the red carpet, get to know them, a lot of other activities going on. Beer. Beer. Joe, uh, tell us about that from your perspective a little bit. Let's fill the fans in on, uh, well, what's out there publicly that they can expect. Yeah, it's going to be a lot of fun. Uh, we're going to have a, uh, a, a one-of-a-kind beer come our way from our friends over at Labatt. We're going to have the red carpet, like you mentioned. We've got uh, the CNY Arm Wrestling Championships on Saturday, which will be great. Uh, in Oktoberfest tradition, we're having a Steinholding contest that people can enter to uh, to win some pretty great prizes in. So we have a lot of neat stuff coming through on the plaza. It's a great way to kick off the season. Um, of course, it comes with the commemorative beer stein that everybody knows about. So uh, get it to add to your Comets collection because it's cool. It's a, it's a unique, one-of-a-kind gift. It's the only place you'll be able to get it. Um, so it's just going to be it's going to be a lot of fun. We're looking to do something new and exciting and different, and, and, and we're thinking this is it. So um, come out and kind of kick it off with some 
unique beer, some good food that's all you can eat, and uh, and just sort of enjoy the ride of the weekend. Joe, I'd like to get your impressions in general of the game Saturday night uh, at Wilkes-Barre Scranton. Uh, you know, in the second, third period and the overtime period, Comets are outshot. There are some rough moments there, uh, some giveaways. Uh, Zane McIntyre looking fantastic and then maybe giving away uh, some goals that, you, you know, he wouldn't want to give up. But all in all, at the end of the night, a, a pretty solid performance, you know, when you stop 40 shots. Your thoughts about that game, I kind of thought that the Comets played through a lot of adversity and maybe not with their best game, but they managed to get a win, and so that feels good. And that's what you want, Joe. I think being able to win games like that this early in the season is sort of a nice uh, a nice measuring stick of, of how you hope things are going to go. That was not an easy win. It, it took some guts. Um, it, it, it took a, a quite a bit of... Um, you know, a uh, come from behind mentality. It was it was a good win. I mean, it, for a moment there, it looked like it was going to get out of hand. You know, special teams played a huge factor. Uh, Wilkes-Barre scored two power play goals, and then um, after killing a penalty, they picked up their third goal on a breakaway chance when the guy got out of the box. So, um, you know, special teams were huge, but the Comets stuck around and they stuck with it. So it's kind of crazy you win a game when you score two of your three goals two minutes apart and then you have to wait all the way until uh two minutes and change left in the third period to tie it up but ultimately the job was done and um that was a that was a gutsy win and uh you know McIntyre was really good and of course you see that he gets recalled to Vancouver so uh he's on his way out to Vancouver that brings up a, a pretty uh pretty big question of what's going to go on with the goaltending situation into opening weekend hopefully Utica can uh, keep the fire burning keep it roaring and 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 pick up some points here uh with the three and four starting Wednesday talk even more specifically about that overtime period Zane McIntyre turns away six shots the Penguins really had most of the pressure that entire overtime and then you've got Lucas Lucas Jasic uh, with the the game winner really that was our only shot in that overtime period I mean, a, a collective sigh of relief uh, among the Comets faithful your perceptions of the overtime period well, that's all it takes. It takes one shot to win an overtime game, and that's what happens in those extra sessions. You know it's chaos. You know it's mayhem. It's odd man rushes up and down the ice. Um, you know, the Comets only had one shot, and it, what, two minutes and 40-some seconds through the extra period? Maybe it was a little bit longer than that. Um, it took a while, but the the uh, that's the way that overtime goes, that sort of chaos of three-on-three. Three. You need your goalie to stand tall. In a couple of instances, it's exactly what McIntyre did. Uh, bend but don't break. And then when you get an opportunity to counterattack, make him pay. And that's exactly what happened. I mean, Berchi pulled back on the reins from the right side. He gave the puck to Brogan Rafferty, who had space. And just a little backdoor feed to Lucas Yashik, and it was a tap-in for the win. So, um, you know, when, when you're going to counterattack and you're going to try to make him pay, make sure you uh, make sure you can hammer it home. And that's exactly what they did. They made it worthwhile expectant first-time father Joe Roberts and voice of the Utica Comets with us here at 94.9 K-Rock. We are live at the 72 Tavern and Grill. It's a nice chat with Zach McEwen. Pause for a second because I want to direct your attention to the Comets Harvest blog that, well, Scoop has actually pointed out to me and Cody Severton. We name-dropped him last week, and Phil Levanko, who you name-dropped, 
also has checked him out in his blog, his thoughts, his recaps, his highlights of the games. And he's pretty spot on about the performance of a lot of players uh, when he's gone through these first two games. And one in particular makes you look like a prophet, Joe Roberts. Brogan Rafferty, he said, and I will quote, he's the team's best defenseman, at least through the first two games. The organization and management love Chadfield, but defensively, this is the prospect to watch for the foreseeable future. He is very calm with the puck, consistently makes the right play over the easy play, and you've got to love a guy who just looks like a pro coming right in out of college. You know what you're talking about. This, this is the kid right now. You know, uh, I think it's really interesting when you see how people view prospects who come out of the um, Canadian Hockey League leagues versus prospects that are undrafted free agents out of college. Um, you know, you, you mentioned Chatfield first, who's an American kid, but decided to do the major junior route. Um, you know, he's a third-year pro, but he's 23, 24. Um, and then you have Rafferty, who's a first-year pro, and he's 24 or 25. Um, so it's really interesting to see how um, how those guys uh, differ in what they bring to the table in their first seasons as a pro. And I don't think it's uh, fair to write off a guy who's an undrafted signing because he's a 24- or 25-year-old rookie like Rafferty. And I think that what he's shown has been really impressive. Um, I was talking to, to some people around the team, and, they said, you know, it's interesting, though, what happens when you get kids like Rafferty who come out of the college program versus the kids who play in those uh, CHL programs is in the CHL, they're playing closer to a pro schedule. They're playing a lot of games, 70-some-odd uh, games in those leagues. And then in college, you're only playing your, you know, 25 or 30. So, uh, so some people have told me that it might not be the first games that they want to keep their eyes on. It's sort of the last 40 or so of the season, but I, I've been very impressed with Rafferty so far. And um, I have plenty of reason to believe that he has a, a an insanely high ceiling. Uh, one final thought, uh, Joe, on the fourth line that we saw Saturday night, the guys that we need to come in there and, and bring a little physicality. Uh, talk about their play on Saturday night in Wilkes-Barre Scranton. I think they did what they needed to do. Um, you know, they, they crashed around a little bit. Then the Arsenal tried to stick up for uh, Nikolai Goldobin when he got sort of walloped there. And uh, I think it was the third period. It was a little concerning because Arsenal took a penalty and the Comets needed to kill one off. Um, and so it, it was uh, a bit scary there. But with that being said, you know, it was uh, they did what they had to do. And I like the way Dyson Stevenson stepped up. You know, I said it in the um, I said it in the in the broadcast on Saturday from from Wilkes. You know, he I don't think he was the guy that people thought was gonna sort of stick around out of camp as far as the two way contracted guys. Um, and and he's done that. And so I've been very impressed with him. And he's found ways to uh, sort of adapt his game. And um, he's a bit of a bruiser, but he can also kind of fling the puck around and, and create some opportunities. So I like the way that they've played, and I think they did exactly what they needed to do. Um, it was a little bit different with them playing with Jonah Gadjevich instead of Lacey Hamilton. Uh, so to lose sort of a veteran presence and have a young guy inserted in changes some things. But I think everybody played very well from that line. That's Joe Roberts' voice of the Utica Comets 
on your play-by-play, 7 o'clock Wednesday night. The home opener is upon us against the Syracuse Crunch. As always, to Joe, thanks for the time. We'll come back with Canucks Army writer Corey Hergott. We want to talk to him about Mitch Elliott, who went to Kalamazoo for one game, came right back. Had five shots in that game. We want to talk a little bit about the goalie situation with McIntyre now being up in Vancouver for at least the time being. Who's going to get the start? Is it the veteran Richard Bachman? Is it the rookie Michael DiPietro, who actually does have his one NHL game? So that's next on 94.9 K-Rock. These guys have been known to chirp at the refs. Here's Rainman and Scoop on Comets Insider. And it's brought to you by IBEW Local Union 43, Hobby Hill Farms, and Pathfinder Bank. Every Monday night here from the 72 Tavern and Grill, if you have missed any of the broadcast, missed our conversation with Zach McEwen earlier, we're going to have that podcasted later. Apple Music, Google, uh, SoundCloud, check our social media, our Twitter feeds for that, Facebook as well. You can listen on the K-Rock app, streaming at krock.com, and you can ask your Echo or Echo Dot. You can say, Alexa, play K-Rock. And there we are. Enable K-Rock. Online right now, bringing him in from uh, the island in Vancouver. Call him Comets Corey. His name is Corey Hergott, writes for Canucks Army. Wrote an interesting piece on who he thinks the top three scorers for the team will be this year. Francis Perrone, Zach McEwen, who we just had here, and Reed Boucher, who is, uh, well, proving him right thus far because he's off to another red-hot start. So let's start there because... Well, the possibilities are, are endless, really. I mean, a lot of guys could step up, but that's... Justin Bailey, maybe? I guess I want to know why is, is what I want to ask Corey to start out. Why those three guys, Corey, and welcome to the broadcast. Sorry, I didn't catch which three guys we're talking about here. I, I missed the beginning there from you guys on the cut Well, you, you, had mentioned, you had mentioned in your notes that you, you had picked your top three scorers... And you kind of rolled out Berchi and Goldobin because you didn't think they were going to be here all season. But uh, you picked it was Boucher, McEwen, and uh, the, who's the third one? Uh, Boucher, McEwen, oh, Francis, uh, Francis Perrault. At, yes. As your top yeah, three I mean, scorers, if you were going to guess. Yeah, I mean, I think I think uh, Reed Boucher is a pretty good guess to, to lead the team in scoring this year again if, he, if he's going to be healthy this year and, and spends the season in Utica. Um, all the guy does is put up points down there. So uh, I, I feel pretty safe in, in having him in that top three. Uh, Zach McEwen, um, he's, you know, he's been there the last two years. So uh, he's a guy that I think can can be there again this year. And I, and I expect to see Zach take another step offensively this year and, and uh, you know, best his, his point totals from last year. And uh, Francis Perron, although we haven't seen him uh, – play for the Comets yet. I'm, I'm really looking forward to seeing him get going. He's a guy that I think uh, can help provide some creativity offensively for this team, which is something that, uh, you know, they've got a little bit of now there with, with Goldobin and uh, Carter Camper and Sven Berchi is also a very nice uh, playmaker. Uh, but having a guy like Francis Perron, who's probably going to be play- playing further down the lineup than those two guys, uh, that's really going to help whoever happens to be on his line. So uh, those are guys that I see in that top three, and, and uh, I think Justin Bailey has a chance to make some noise offensively this year too. Man, did you see that guy flying out there in the last game? Yeah. Absolutely. He's lightning quick. 
Corey, your thoughts on Zane McIntyre, who's on his way to Vancouver, Jacob Markstrom with a family issue that he's got to tend to. And we know people are listening in Vancouver, and we know you watch every single Comets game. So maybe uh, uh, based on those two games, tell people in Vancouver your impressions, and here in Utica, your impressions of Zane McIntyre so far. Well, I think there's a couple of those goals that he'd probably like to have back. I mean, uh, I, being a, a former goaltender, I, I just said something that I hate when people say, uh, of course, a goaltender wants the goal back. He doesn't want any of them beating him. But there were a couple that I think he, he probably would admit were a little bit soft. Uh, but to my eye, he's been, you know, he's been calm. He's been quiet in there. He's not, uh, you know, we, we got to see some exciting play last year from a, from a guy like Ivan Kolbakov who would fling his body around to make saves. But uh, McIntyre's really just, he's not like that. He's a lot, uh, a lot more calm and quiet in there. And, and I think with a young blue line, I think that's uh, probably pretty important for the team to have behind them. So, should be interesting when they uh, when they get uh, Mike DiPietro into his first game, if it's going to be this week sometime. Um, DiPietro has a bit of a history of being that kind of goaltender who throws his body around a fair bit, but in the last uh, year and a bit, he's kind of tamed that down a little bit. So I'm looking forward to seeing, uh, you know, what he looks like in his AHL debut. Corey Hergott with Canucks Army with us from the 72 Tavern. Of course, this is Utica Comets Insider on 94.9 K-Rock. I have a two-parter for you, Corey. First, did you have some Utica Coffee Yerga Hefe this morning with your morning cup? And number two, Mitch Elliott gets a loan down to Kalamazoo, plays a game, and he's already on his way back to be a member of the Utica Comets. Talk about that and your, the use of Kalamazoo this year and the way the Comets might incorporate getting guys games, getting guys a, a chance to get on the ice and play a game maybe that are sitting a little bit here as opposed to not playing, you want them playing. So if it's down there, that's fine. It only helps the team moving forward. Go ahead. Well, first off, yes, I've been absolutely loving my morning cup of uh, Yerk from uh, Utica Roasting uh, or Coffee Roasters. Uh, loving that every day right now. Um, as for the, the team using Kalamazoo, I really I wrote a little brief piece about it the other day, and I, I, I had mentioned this uh, going back to last off season. Um, I kind of pointed out that that might be an option for guys like Jonah Gajevich and Petrus Palmu early on last season. Um, some people didn't really want to hear that at the time, but I I see the team uh, using. Kalamazoo in that way this year and I think it's a step forward for them if they can, if they have a guy like Mitch Elliott who they they want to have working with their their coaching staff here in Utica but they also want to get him into games they've got a pretty good number of uh, of guys ahead of him right now who need to be playing as well so to ship him down there for a game to get him some minutes uh, get him some reps on get him right back here to practice with the team I think that's a really really important step for the team to take and uh you know, if they can do that off more often this year, or even with guys that are, you know, on AHL deals like a like a Dylan Blugis or a or a Stefan LeBlanc, if those guys are going to be sitting around for more than a couple of three games, then it's probably a good idea to, you know, get them to Kalamazoo for a game or two just to keep them fresh. I think that's going to be important for the team. We know how injuries and call ups uh, have kind of, you know, taken a, made a bit of a meal out of this team in the last couple of years, so. The more guys that they can keep fresh and uh, working in their system, I think the better off they'll be. 
Scoop, Joe, Rob- Joe Roberts has pointed out the play of Brogan Rafferty and then Cody Severton, who, of course, you brought to my attention with the Comets Harvest blog, says the same thing. You curious to know if Corey's noticed that he's been standout so far on defense? Because I am. And he had a helper in the overtime goal Saturday night, so that's c- contributing. Yeah, I really was quite impressed with, with Rafferty. I've liked his pairing in the first couple of games here with Guillaume Brisebois. I, I think the two of them uh, look like they're working uh, pretty well together. That's uh, one thing we can say so far. The All three um, defensive pairs so far have looked pretty balanced for the most part. Um, I have liked what I've seen from Rafferty, that, uh, the way he drew those, uh, those defenders to him to, on that uh, overtime winner. Uh, before he dumped the puck off to Yashik, that was, uh, you know, that's a heady play for a rookie. And I know Joe talked about it in, in his hit ahead of ahead of me here, but, uh, you know, uh, Rafferty, he's a rookie, but he's 24, 25 years old. So he, he's not, uh, you know, uh, uh, like a wet behind the ears, fresh out of the uh, CHL and 20 years old kind of a kid. He's He's been around a little while. He's played some hockey, uh, and he's played a big part on, on the t- on his teams in college. So that's a guy definitely to be keeping an eye on this year. I know the uh, the, the team management up in Vancouver speaks very highly of him as well. And uh, for the most part, the uh, the media people here in Vancouver seem to kind of rally around that as well. It's uh, it's a Rafferty versus Ewell Levy who will be the first uh, defenseman called up. Uh, when the time comes. I still think Ashton Sautner's name should be in that uh, conversation as well, though. Lastly, Corey, if you're going to make a guess, a prediction on who starts in goal for the Comets Wednesday night against Syracuse, who would you pick? I know who I'd pick, and I'd pick Richard Bachman. Well, I want to say uh, Michael Pietro because I want to, I want to see him getting in the games and, and because he's been, uh, you know, the backup in the first two games, um, in theory, he, he would be the guy that would step into this one. Uh, that said, uh, you know, they're playing Syracuse. This is a team that uh, they're going to be seeing an awful lot of uh, again this year, and uh, Bachman's got some plenty of experience playing against that team, so... I think uh, either way they go, it should make for an interesting game. We're either going to see Di Pietro making his AHL debut or we're going to see uh, Richard Bachman showing the kid how it's done. Corey Hergot with Canucks Army. They call him Comets Corey at C-O-R-Y-H-E-R-G-O-T-T. If you are on Twitter and a Comets fan, you must follow him. One last thing, happy Thanksgiving. Thanks, guys. All right, we'll talk to you very, very soon. Scoop and I will be on the air 6 o'clock on Wednesday with your pregame for the home opener. Can't wait for that. Next Monday, 7 o'clock right here at the 72 Tavern, courtesy IBEW Local Union 43, Hobby Hill Farms, and Pathfinder Bank. Last words, you on 94.9 K Rock. Go Comets!